Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Survivor Pod. It is the Survivor Podcast from The Morning Crew, KOTV, News on 6, Tulsa, Oklahoma. We are so glad that you have found us. Tell your friends, by the way. I'm Alan Crone. I'm Leanne Taylor. I'm Dave Davis. We had episode 11 last night. We're already at episode 11. This is episode 10 of our podcast. It's called This is Extortion was the name of the episode. But really, I think we can just call the episode Tony. I mean, Tony from start to finish. I think so. This was the Tony show from the very beginning. It starts with Jeremy feeling the repercussions of his decision to walk out on council. He gets totally frozen out. And again, you guys have watched this a long time. This is a common tactic when you do something wild at tribal council. People just freeze you out. Absolutely. This is is the first time we've actually had that walk away, you know, advantage. And so that was weird. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen somebody go back to camp and be by themselves for that period of time. Tribal's still going on and you have no idea what is happening and anticipating who's going to walk back into tribe and who's not. And of course, Tyson voted out last week. And uh, as you said, Jeremy then having to deal with that. But I tell you what, I just could not believe as we get started with the idol search, I would be up the second those people are laying down because you know that idol got played last time. There's an idol back in play. Well, you would think so, right? But this is a group of players that they're all winners. That's the whole part about it. They're all millionaires. That's part of the personality that you're still dealing with. I I don't know. I mean, you would think that would be the case, but that obviously was not the case. Tony, the one that's going to get out and, and try to search and do all that kind of stuff. Before we get into all of that, back to the Jeremy thing. Yeah. Did you notice the regret? I mean, it's like he had to play it. He knew that he had to play it. But then he has this regret. Is this going to come back and really put too much of a target on me? And I think it really did. I mean, Ben calls him public enemy number one. Right. Straight up. And then... Michelle says, I can't trust anybody. And then Kim says, Michelle, me, Jeremy, and Denise are screwed. Right. I mean, because she comes what, out and says it. Right, because of what Jeremy did. You see the ripple effects of things bleeding over from episode to episode. And even toward the end of this episode, not jumping ahead too far. But uh, Kim's, I just don't think Kim's going to forget this. Kim is, Jeremy is not able to be trusted at this point. So, and, I, I don't know. And wouldn't you think, and we've talked about this a lot, from episode to episode, from things that happened, you would think that Jeremy is going to have such a hard time. But it, it seems like that year after year we watch this show, people on Survivor have a very short memory. Yeah. I mean, how about Tony? I mean, freaking out that he's looking for this idol, which, I mean, Leanne, you're thinking Jeremy should have definitely been I out was there shocked looking that Jeremy for the idol, wasn't right? up day one our second the, the the moment and and I you know they shoot these things it's dark it's hard to see so I'm really surprised Tony's up really early and he's out searching and he knows some areas that he feels could be potential places locations here comes Nick okay now what's going on with this okay now this really drove me nuts all right so I mean this is survivor this is if you watch survivor one time you know it's a game of deception True? I mean, mm-hmm. everybody's Absolutely. lying. Everybody's trying to do. And so Tony s- tells Nick, hey, I've already looked at You go look down there. Right. And oh, hello, at Survivor 101 says, I'm not going to go anywhere you tell me. Exactly. I'm going to go wherever I want. And here we go. Nick says, okay, yeah. I think I'll go this way because Tony told me to. It's well, just so interesting, right? Because, I mean, Nick is showing up and Parvati also sh- kind of just is showing up 
when she needs to be there, and I think some of this is these players are very experienced and they're all threats, they're all targets, but I think being in the right place at the right time, you can plan that to some degree. I'm seeing Parvati doing that a lot because she's been in on two discoveries on Edge of Extinction, and Nick crashing the party, it's, just, it's no accident. I think it's smart game playing to put yourself in the middle of a situation I, I think it's I think it's good that Nick was at least there and tried to throw a wrench in the gears. Yeah, so Tony Tony gets the uh, the idol. He's all um, excited about it. Goes back, and then the first thing that we see from a, a game standpoint, actually from a episode standpoint, is you see Sarah talking a little bit, and you see this conflict already. This conflict is bubbling up. It's been bubbling up for a while. And I think it comes to a head next episode. You're talking uh, about, though, the, they have the Survivor fashion show. The first time we've had this, Sarah's wanting to make these clothing items. And she's like, hey, sit down, Tony. Be a part of this. Tony's like just a real jerk. He's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to watch this. And so you're right, Alan. That's kind of that 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 uh, prelude, the precursor to where we're headed on yeah, this. Yeah, and by the way, the Survivor show, they did a pretty good job of working that up a little bit. I thought Michelle was really good as a model. Hire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sophie, the PA announcer, the stage announcer, hey, coming up next. It was really fun. And it, again, it's these breaks I think that we've all come to appreciate in the show. There's a lot of gameplay. But last week, we got a 27-minute breather where we started off with the families, right. no gameplay involved. Big the first emotion. 27 minutes. So I, I like the pause button. I like hitting the pause button on, on gameplay because it is intense and it is very confusing, as we're about to find out, because Tony all of a sudden switches from fashion show, no thanks, to double agent. Exactly. Here comes Tony. Oh, I thought that was cute because, you know, he's he's playing it hard and fast. And he goes and he and he's trying to tell Kim and Denise, hey, you know, I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. And then he's like, no, I'm kind of on the other side, too. So and they do. But Kim's smart. And Kim has been playing this game, watching this game, watching Tony unfold. You know, if you've watched any of the seasons before, you know, he kind of is often left field. And as you often observe, kind of socially awkward doesn't really realize how he's being perceived mm -hmm. but when she called him out I mean she basically tells Denise yeah he's being a double agent I'm not yeah. falling for that yeah and she and Denise is not either at least at this particular point in the episode Jeremy she? is which right. is interesting and of course we'll put a pin in that but Jeremy legitimately comes to I believe it's Michelle and says he's actually really believable Michelle I'm watching Jeremy I'm looking at his eyes I'm thinking is he kidding yeah. No, no, he no. He seriously, it. Jeremy believed uh, yeah. what Tony was telling him and that just that ends up being everything. It does. It <laughs> is episode. actually how the whole episode turns and, and into the to the tribal uh that, that gets going. And then we we go to the island, Edge of Extinction goes back, you know, they always start with the bad sad music and everything. It's bad, you know, of course. And it probably is. And then once again, you see Natalie and Parvati, they're making things happen on the island somehow. Yeah, they find this bottle that apparently has been, you know, kind of washed up on the shore, it appears, and they realize inside is a little scroll. Uh, they open it up, and they find out that they have to find this clue, and the way it was described, the note had like a little riddle, and one of us, you know, crawl if I must, and so they're trying to figure out, where is that? Is that back up top? Is that down below? And all of a sudden, it dawns on them, it must be under the bed at camp, where everybody, everybody. stays right, all yeah. the time. This is beautifully done. Yeah, yeah. 
because, I mean, you think about it. I, I like the little mini scrolls that they find because Natalie does eventually find the scroll underneath the bed after Parvati distracts everyone with the sunset, which is super smart. But I like what the producers in the show's doing here. They aren't just giving you scrolls. They're forcing you to pick up a wine bottle. And Natalie, when she finds it, she cannot hide it from Parvati. Parvati was in the general region. And so Parvati, once again, just like she was with Danny with the 50-50 coin, Parvati is once again in the right place at the right time, forcing the other player well you can't hide a wine bottle natalie so you got to tell me what this is right. and they end up splitting the booty from the extortion of course later i would assume they split it but i i really love what poverty's doing and the producers keep coming back to natalie look how strong she is they keep showing her i think it's a it's a harbinger of, of things to come for natalie so let's talk about this little extortion thing that happened there so what did you guys understand this to be well, it, they were going to give it to somebody that they want to disrupt their game. Correct. You know, so you're you're thinking this has to be somebody from the tribe that you feel maybe sitting pretty, or could could cause a lot of of unrest in camp. And you know, I immediately knew who they were giving it to. Immediately, you knew. But then I I was shocked when they it was like, you can get this if you want to play in the challenge and want to be able to vote at the next tribal. You you have, but you have to pay a six fire tokens i wasn't sure i thought man that could be a misstep because who's going to be able to come up with six fire tokens that was my thought alan i was confused i thought the initial blush is that the person receiving it would be the extorter mm -hmm. not that they would receive it to be extorted i i thought whoever they were giving it to because i kept saying natalie give it to jeremy he can extort somebody no i was confused by it i'll, I'll admit right, i right. didn't get it yeah yeah that's that's what i was kind of leading to is whether or not it, it everybody saw that the way that it actually was played because Tony, when he got it, thought it was just like you were thinking about it at the same I time. I thought it was the an extorter. advantage. Right. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. And so here's also the deal, and we'll get into this in just a little bit, uh, about specifically what this um, could have meant for Tony. Did he play it correctly? And we'll, we'll, all that in just a minute. But also the economy of the tokens. Do we know whether or not those girls just pulled six out of the blue and said, let's try to get three for me and three for you, or is it on the script? Is it on the parchment that we just didn't see? Oh. It was six. So what yeah, do you think? It wasn't really revealed. I, I yeah. suspect that they, I, th I think it was arbitrary. I think they were looking for an even number so that they would have a balance. That way, when they walk away, they both have a, a pretty good number I worried that it was too high because, yeah. you know, I've been trying to watch and count and keep track. And I'm thinking, well, we know that Michelle paid four tokens for the 50-50. The uh, so I don't know what that discussion looked like. I always like to know how did you come up with that. But but I did. I, I thought Tony is totally going to miss the boat on this because he doesn't have six tokens. And who's going to give him any tokens? Well, who is going to give Tony tokens? <laughs> well, and, and why would you? Why I would you give shocked. Tony a token? so that he could vote and that he could play in an immunity challenge. Have power. That he's strong in. And here's the difference, guys. He didn't just tell Jeremy and Ben and Nick what it was. He showed them the paper. There is no question that in their mind, Jeremy is eyes wide open. He knows what he's giving Tony. He's giving Tony the right to vote. He's giving Tony the right to compete in immunity challenge by giving him a fire token. If you're Jeremy... Why in the world would you do that oh, if you're know. reading the paper in front of you saying... Why would anybody oh, do it? Oh, I, I he, he won't compete in the immunity. Why would anybody do that? I think Ben that? would because he wanted Tony's vote, 
it, I mean, that's just my guess of why Ben would do that. Jeremy, I don't get it at all. I, I didn't understand any of them. I, I, you know, Michelle's like, they're having that conversation. Well, I'll, you know, I don't have any to give you, but I'll go and do this. And it was, and I'll talk to Jeremy and then Jeremy can, and I'm thinking, what in this? Now, I can kind of see Jeremy from the standpoint that now okay. I have nothing to lose. I've got to try to do something to stay in this game. But okay. when Ben and Nick just flat out said, sure. Yeah, that was like, hello, uh, squirrel. I, I did. I was like, crickets. What? I mean, yeah. I could not believe it. Yeah, And I thought, I thought Michelle, actually, if she had tokens to give, I thought she would still make up some sort of story and not do that. Right. I, I think no way that she would have done that because she's protecting information. So she would have protect. I think, I think she's smart enough that she wouldn't have done that. But let me ask you this question, okay? We'll get into all this now, but I'm going to talk about it right now. So what if Tony does not come up with those tokens? He doesn't play. Play doesn't win the immunity challenge he doesn't go to tribal we don't know did we ever find out on the parchment whether or not he could be voted out out i yeah. don't know he, i would he, i would assume yes because you would be able to vote him out but if he's not at tribal oh well he would be at tribal he just wouldn't have a vote he wouldn't at tribal. have a vote i would assume but yes, he, he still could. but he did have the idol he had an idol the extra idol but that's the that's my question would you be able to play that yeah I just it's so interesting I think because they took the extra step with safety without power with Jeremy of saying you have to leave tribal since they were so express with Jeremy you have to get out of tribal I think it would have said it if they would have made Tony get out I think Tony would have been there and I think he would have been able to be voted out I do, too. I do just because they would have written it down and they would have been very clear about that in my opinion I do too when I saw that I thought he's out he's gone because nobody's going to give him those tokens he won't be able to play immunity challenge he'll that not have a vote mm -hmm. and basically it's like guys he's not going to have a vote and they'll ask him, why did you not play in the immunity challenge? <laughs> and Jeff is probably going to say, well, we need to reveal something. Tony is not allowed to play in the immunity challenge. But I also wanted to know, we get ready to play the challenge, so now he does have the six fire tokens. He is eligible to play. I was wanting to see them pre him present that. I wanted somehow that extortion to be revealed to everybody. Yeah. It wasn't. It was no. just game on right, and yeah, move yeah. forward. Well, and I, I get that. I understand that. Mm, I don't know. I kind of like it this way. It's kind of bubbling underneath it because I think it leads to more chaos. Well, and, know, coming and up. we know chaos makes yes. great for great TV. That's true. Yeah. So We're the challenge. What did you guys think about that? I, I think I love these kinds of physical challenges, um, you know, and you've got the elements. I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching. And, and when somebody drops out, and they're dropping their pole, and the statue oh, falls over. The same thing. I'm thinking I'm on either side of them. Right. You guys are going to knock my stuff down. So here's what I thought. Just last night, just like you're thinking, they must tell them, they, producers, whatever, game players, listen, when you drop, if you drop, please put your pole straight down. Because if you do anything, you're going to knock off somebody else. And you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to stop. We're going to have to figure out some way to edit this to get it back on and it's just a hassle right so it's like don't spin your pole because if yeah. somebody wanted to they could disrupt the whole thing i've thought about they that could. so many times on these challenges because it's like a domino effect all it would take is that statue to go one direction or the pole to fall down i watched a couple of them i can't remember if it was sophie's but one of them they kind of or maybe sarah's but it, it kind of rolled over and i thought if that rolled any further it could be a visual distraction and and your ears your toast same way with the floating triangle challenge i truly believe that some of those players fell off the floating triangle the previous week because 
the waves that they made when they were jumping in. And I think it's the same thing with the pole. I think there's a gamesmanship level to it personally, just knowing, you know, I didn't play football, but my dad always tells the story, you know, in a football pileup, people are stepping on you when of they're course, getting up. Right? And, <laughs> yes. I, and I think that could happen in the pole. The producers wouldn't want it, but if you accidentally bump Ben with your pole, oops, I think there's a gamesmanship level that you see in pro sports that, um, you know, I don't know. I, I could I could definitely see that. Oops, I didn't mean to disrupt you, but I really did. I mean, we're talking about immediately Kim goes out, Denise, Michelle, Sarah, Nick, Sophie out, and then we're at the 32 minute, minute mark, mark where you're balancing a pole, just to be clear, balancing a pole, moving back in increasing uh, increments and trying to balance an idol while holding you know a 10-foot pole or whatever and you know who i thought had would have a huge advantage at this would be jeremy agree you're a firefighter you have to hold the you know oftentimes the fire pole the fire hose you have to stay steady and balanced i mean i just i thought this was manufactured for him to win and and when it came down to him or tony I, I mean, we were just seconds apart, and next thing oh. I know, I, I looked away, and I was like, what? It was Jeremy boom, boom. just completely out, and then Tony wins. Yeah. Second immunity idol in a row. Yeah, and then more importantly to me, other than the immunity idol part, is he gets two, two fire tokens. Yep. Mm-hmm. So here's the question. Did he repay anybody? He says he does. In the video, you hear him say, now I can repay the people that I took that. But if you think about it, he took from Nick, Jeremy, and Ben. That's three. So he only won two back. How does he pay that debt? I don't know. I don't know if that would ever be revealed. I'm just going to float this out there real quick. Do you all think that Jeremy thought that Ben was the last one, and that's why Jeremy went so quickly after Ben, that he didn't realize that Tony was still standing up on the far end? Because the way it looked like to me, and I haven't had the luxury of rewatching it, but it looked like Jeremy, right after he dropped out, because it was Ben, then Jeremy, it was a boom, boom. He looked extremely frustrated and just said, darn it. I don't know if he knew that Tony was the last one. It's like he didn't know there there's one out instead of two right, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. I, could, that's just I don't could know. Could have been, I don't know, but I think Jeremy would have called that. I think what he, we would have heard that. Really? I okay. think he would have been like, "Oh man, I completely forgot Jeremy was or Tony was down there." I suspect though, it was wind or movement or something. It was it was okay. something that took his attention off, I think for a second because I saw his face and it was like I cannot believe I did that. And so I think it was, I think he misstepped somehow. But that was a great, that's a great observation. It looked like an outfielder who had dropped a fly ball to me. That was kind of his facial reaction. That's why I say yeah. that. But, you know, who knows? So we go back to camp. Yeah, we go back right? to camp and back from the commercial break with big crashing waves. The surf is turning. <laughs> People are going to be caught underneath this. And who knows what's going to bubble up. We start talking immediately what we were talking about, you know, last week on the podcast that Jeremy was the obvious choice. And and this seems to be the consensus with that kind of ramshackle alliance with Ben, Sophie, Sarah, Nick. Kim kind of comes into the fold and Tony is in on those conversations and saying, "Okay, the vote's Jeremy, right? Like and of course, we're all thinking who when watching Survivor, something's going to happen. But this is too easy. They're, They're focused so much on Jeremy. I'm like. Jeremy's gonna somehow wiggle through this. Right. I don't know how. Always happens, that but it's way. you know it's the obvious choice. Sure, I think right. that's pretty much in agreement. Jeremy is the obvious choice at this point. You got the numbers five on four. 
But so. as we as we find out, Kim and Denise are telling you know telling you know, asking you know what are we going to do, Jeremy? How we can we'll you know we'll vote with you. You know we'll do our best. And so it's like, well, I, I really want Ben out. Mm-hmm. And so that conversation happens at the water well. And as soon as Jeremy leaves, Kim and Denise are like, no, we're not going to do that. No, they're lying. Yeah, <laughs> they're just flat out lying. So they now know we got exactly. Kim, Denise, Ben, Sophie, Sarah, Nick. All looking to vote out Jeremy. That's that is very very bad. And, and I have to believe that there is, there's always stuff that we don't see or hear. But I'm suspecting that there's a vibe going around. I think Tony is one of those players that while he is kind of, you know, fly by the seat of his pants, I think he's starting to look at these numbers and say, okay, this group is a solid two or three. This group's a solid two. We know Sophie and Sarah are a twosome. Mm-hmm. I think he's looking now strategically many moves down. He's got an idol on. He's got one in his pocket. I want to see down the road, who do I need to break up? I can stay with this little group and vote the numbers. I think it this may be the, the move that could potentially win him the whole thing. Because wow. when he goes back for his review and discussion, if he's sitting there in that final three, he's like, you remember that time everybody said I should have voted with the team and been in that group? I made a bold mood with the idea that down the road I was going to position myself for a, a good turn. And that's what that's what he did. Yeah, Some I mean, people will say last night's decision by Tony was stupid. Yeah, I, you know, I'll just discuss it now. I was going to wait a second, but I think here's my argument for voting out Jeremy. One, it's the easy move that doesn't put a target on your back if you're Tony. Now, are you looking to make a splash if you're Tony? Sure. And that's the argument for Sophie. It's a splash. It's the easy move, and I think sometimes you can overthink it. We talk about Seahawks, Patriots, Super Bowl. Should Marshawn Lynch have just run it in from the one-yard line instead of yeah. passing and getting intercepted? Probably so. Probably. I think this was a Pete Carroll move, in in my opinion, uh, by Tony. I think sometimes the easy decision is the best decision, and you come out of it without a target on your back because, as we see from next week's preview, Kim is immediately going for Tony, and I still don't think Jeremy's fully recovered from walking out of council because he is completely untrustworthy. He's been cut out of whatever Kim and Denise are doing. I, I just I think it's the easy move to vote out Jeremy and maybe you do the Sophie blindside when you're in the final five and try to orchestrate it because I feel like the final five could have been a, a sure thing. Yeah. If there I, is a sure and thing. That's, that is a, that's an excellent point. I'm wondering if, um, you know, obviously Kim's going to hold this against him. But, you know, I, I'm wondering if Tony says, hey, Tyson's out. Who else in this group is a big target? nobody but me if I were to keep Jeremy around I can kind of use him as a buffer I can use him as oh yeah guys you know I I, yeah, I did that but but Jeremy's still here so we probably need to vote him out next time he was I thought adding another target into the mix so it wasn't just going to always because that those five Tony's the next one to go mm, interesting I, I don't know there's a lot of different ways that you could kind of look at all of that so um, of course, yeah. you guys know I love I love Jeremy. I got him winning the whole thing, so I was right. loving this. Yeah. I'm very I'm very jaded. I look at this game now with with different uh, different viewpoint because I love Sarah. I lo- you know I love these players. I didn't care if Sophie left or not, sure. and and I think I personally think Sophie's kind of been skating through. That's just from my perspective. And I, of course, I want Jeremy to win it all. So go ahead, Alan. I didn't mean to oh, jump no, in okay. there. But. No, no. Let's just get straight to the vote. So the vote starts to take place. Um, Okay, so real quick, he's going to he has that Tony has that conversation with with Jeremy, and Jeremy's got that look on his face like I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna vote this way, 
I really thought, oh my goodness, Jeremy, how can you not? You have nothing to lose at this point. You gave him a token, and you won't vote with him. Mm. Yeah, well, he had. So this is a this is a turning point also in the program. This is a turning point in the tribal dynamics. Jeremy has crossed over because when he did what we're going to talk about right now, when he decided that Tony was telling him the truth, which he was, and that he's going to side with Tony, it's a it's a decision, just like the decision when Nick did exactly what Tony told him to do. It's the same type of personality interaction that Jeremy now is having with Tony. Tony's got him. Tony has got him right now yeah. in his little web or whatever. It, 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 instead of Jeremy flipping over and doing something totally different because he agreed with Tony, I mean, Tony he's, feels very comfortable, very, yeah. he, he's, he's driving the boat. He really is at this point. Did he you made feel a deal co- with the devil. Well, and I was going to say, did you did you feel confident that Jeremy was going to write Sophie's name down when they landed on the cliffhanger of Jeremy, I don't know who I'm going to vote for, commercial, and then we go to tribal. Did you Were you pretty confident that Jeremy was going to write down Sophie, or did you think he was going to go ahead and do Ben like he was no, talking I, about? No, I thought oh. he would do Sophie, because I, I think he realized when he got to tribal and listened and watched... You know, what what is his one Ben vote going to do if if the main driver wants this to happen again? You know, so many times this power of five, they 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 have these discussions about splitting votes. I've always been uncomfortable with splitting votes. I know that you've got idols and advantages that could come into play. But sometimes when you get so into the the minutia of you vote three, we vote two, if there's an idol, blah, blah, blah. It, it came to bite him because obviously you had a three, you have a five, a five person alliance and you start splitting stuff up. One of those people goes away, Tony. Now you've really lost your numbers. I don't get why you do two splits. Like, why do you have Kim and Sarah both vote Michelle? Why don't it just one of them so it's a four one rather than splitting themselves three two? If you're going to split it, I don't understand, Alan, why you do a two I don't and know. a three. Again, to me, last week, when they did how they split the votes then, how they actually didn't split the votes was a mistake. They were close to making a mistake again this week, but it, it worked out in their in their um, their behavior here. So Sarah and Kim, yes, okay, they voted Michelle, okay, Ben, Sophie, Denise, Jeremy, yep, Nick, Tony, Michelle, Jeremy, Sophie, mm-hmm. yes. That, and, and that and was confirmed Sophie on YouTube. Did not see it coming, no, not a didn't. clue. And she, as she says right then. I have an idol in my pocket. Right, right, right. And now, here's the deal. As this was all starting to to unfold, Jeff, again, like we all know, there are certain things that we are not privy to that happen during the show, that happen at Tribal, that happen with interactions that never make it onto the tape or the digital, however we're looking at. Uh, And then Jeff knows that information. He works it at Tribal, so he talks about two things, talks about resumes, about whether or not you need to pad your resume just for resume's sake, and has Sarah with this big thing about how you don't need to really do that, because it's really obvious when you are doing that. And then Jeff talks about these big blindsides, and how how do you really know when something like this has happened? And then people say, well, it was really quiet, so I think I'm fine, you know? And so at this point, it's sending a clear message. Somebody's going to get blindsided, and it's not who you even think. remotely think that's mm-hmm. in the mix. Yeah. So who did you think was going to be in the mix to get voted out this time around? Jeremy. I thought Jeremy would oh, have a sure. possibility. Right. Right. Ben was going to get some votes ben? for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. 
you know, you thought, which he ended up not getting a single vote, which I find very interesting that the plan that Jeremy, that I guess Michelle or Jeremy tried to orchestrate with Ben, totally nothing. 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 And they threw us on the scent, threw us off the scent on the editing, of course, because they put Ben in there. But it's like, yeah, again, I, I think Kim was up there. Uh, I think Sarah was Sarah or Tony throughout Kim's name last week. Yeah. Kim would have been a high suspect to get voted out, I think, even right. though her name didn't come up in the editing. She's one of the strongest players. I think she's going to make it to the final three just because she is that way. She, you're starting to see her orchestrate. Preview for next week. She's orchestrating. We need to get Tony out. So I, I would have loved the Kim vote for that. that yeah, uh, that's what that I thought. It was going to be tribe. somebody just totally like, mm. where did that come from? Totally left field. To use your term about bubbling up, though, I know the Sarah-Sophie combo has been discussed in previous episodes. So it really did. I wasn't totally surprised when... Sophie's name came up. I thought I thought Tony's not going to push Sarah out because he's still got that cop alliance and that mentality. But he wants to break that up. So, yeah, I could see Sophie. I was shocked, though, that there was no feeling, there was no vibe, there was no concern at all for Sophie. Because, as we know, you play an idol if there's just a hint that you could be voted out. She and bye-bye Sophie. And she ends up giving her two fire tokens that she had to... Kim and Sarah. Sarah, right. right. Yeah. yeah, she was clueless. She, she, this was, a, you know, all blunt sides are pretty good. But, I mean, this is a good one because she had no and idea. she was, was flabbergasted, didn't yeah. know where to go, didn't know what to do. Almost, yeah. I thought she almost caught her hair on fire when she yeah. leaned over in the torch. Yeah, she, she, she was absolutely stunned. And I, I was talking with Leanne this morning. You know, I think that this, you know, if Tony does make it to the final three, I think that this will earn him a vote from juror Sophie. I think if Sophie's on the jury, she's going to say good job. Yeah. You got me. And I, and I think in that sense, if you go for the vote Sophie out argument versus the vote Jeremy out argument that I made, if you go for the voting Sophie out argument, that's one of the pros is that I think he earned a jury vote from Sophie by doing this. I think it's game respecting game. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think if, for example, Sarah's not in that circle that you just talked about at the very end yeah probably so but mm. i still think of sarah's there i think they just got a really good friendship yeah and and what you said about tony and sarah i i think that that's going to change i think it's already changed we're seeing signs that commonality that thread that fabric has been in every single episode every single episode sarah has talked about tony and tony has talked about sarah so yeah they might love each other and they might have that relationship but it's coming down to two million bucks and it's over soon exactly i think it's over this this coming uh semester this coming <laughs> episode i think that the love between them is going to be over and I, I i actually feel like that everybody's love is about to be over if we thought it was chaotic last week the week before i think it gets even crazier here from an episode standpoint just enjoying the the episode how do you kind of rank it so far this year uh, was it one of your favorites? Kind of, it was all right, or or down at the bottom? It was okay. It was okay for me. I loved last week's tribal so much that I knew that my expectations were pretty low going into to last night's episode. I'm not a big Tony fan, and it was so Tony heavy. But I thought the way it all, you know, kind of unfolded, the way they wove all the different segments, I was totally fine with it. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a bad episode. I think for me, the pinnacle of the season was the Sandra vote. Yep. When they voted Sandra out was just incredibly stunning. And she was as stunned, I think, as Sophie was. But I think when what we're seeing in a common theme with this podcast is I, I don't think we really are big fans of the episode that feature one person. Remember when Adam got voted out? Those previous two episodes were mostly 
like heavy, heavy Adam. And this was a heavy Tony episode. So I think the ones that kind of focus on one player, I'm not as big of a fan. So this was this was pretty good. This was pretty good. Yeah, I you know, for me personally, I think this was my second least favorite episode. And and I was trying to figure out what 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 was the difference? Why was I just not really dialed in? And I think it's because of the very first part of this, every single episode has had some sort of big emotional pull. And this one just didn't have that. I mean, it had more gameplay, which is okay. It's great. And then it had a little bit of intrigue. But we always get the intrigue in the second half. Okay, who's going to vote? Who's going to do this? Who's going to flip? So yeah, to me, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of down there for me. But I still think, though, that this is probably, I mean, there's, it's obviously very debatable, but this is top two seasons ever, probably top season right now, but uh, at least top two seasons ever in Survivor from my standpoint of just enjoying how it's all playing out. We're what, three weeks away now from the final, May the 13th? 13th, and we're yeah. shooting this on April 23rd, yeah. so there's three episodes left. Uh, just wanted to go really quickly over Edge of Extinction. How many people are coming back? Who in your house, uh, in your your clubhouse, the clubhouse favorite to come out of the Iowa Edge of Extinction at this point? Who who are you thinking is going to come back? I'm thinking say it's it together. Gotta... Let's say see, see yeah. if they're the same. Okay, it's not. Okay, three, Go. two, one. Now. Poverty, poverty. I, I, I'm going with Parvati. I, I think she, again, is putting herself in the right place at the right time. She knows things, and I think that's very valuable. She knew that Danny found the 50-50. She knew that Natalie found this huge wine bottle that she can't hide, and they're showing her so much. Yep. She's a favorite, and I and I get that. People want to see Parvati, but I think just watching reality shows over the years like I have of all different networks, when you, when the producers like you and they're showing you, I, I don't think they waste a lot of time on people who aren't going to make it. My, think, my thinking is that Natalie is a physical challenge, and to get back into this game, you're going to have to be physical. Parvati doesn't have the endurance or the strength. See, I, I disagree, respectfully disagree with that because I think when at the very end, all of these challenges in the history of Survivor have not at the very end been physical. They've had stamina and perseverance, but it's usually just who can outlast a player who can stand up longer, who can poke a stick longer, who can hold their arms out longer, you know, who can who can stand in the rain, who can stand in the sweat. So, in my opinion, I think it's who has the stamina and the will to outlast. That's part of the game. Outlast and outplay. So, we'll we'll see. Anyway, it's been a great year so far. Yes. I love it. It is truly my favorite season, and I hope it is for our viewers and listeners as well. We so appreciate you guys tuning in. Be sure to watch next Wednesday night, 7 o'clock on Channel 6.